How is your prayer life? If you are like most of us, it has seasons and sometimes lacks consistency. Prayer, faith, and holiness are key to reaching your destiny. Join Prophet Nanaseyo Pukusakori as he encourages the body of Christ to get closer to God in prayer. One of the nature of Christ is love. There are two things on earth that is so practiced in heaven. The language in heaven is faith and the character is love. Because God called the things which be not as though they were. So God obeyed by faith. When Jesus cast the fig tree and the disciples say, Master, the fig tree you cast is with away. He said, have faith in God. It means that the literal translation says, have the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith believes in what he said. In the book of Genesis, Genesis is the handiwork of God. Revelation and Ephesians talk about the predestiny or predictions of what is about to happen. Them that he predestined, he called. So God is an architect. The architect doesn't build, but he put the drawing on the paper for the builder to use the drawing to build. So God imagined how the world is going to be. And in Genesis, he started calling them. So you see two things there, and God said and God saw. And God said and God saw. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God said, let the sea come, and the sea came. So in the faith operation, you must say it and believe that you will see it. Prophet Nanaseo Pukuksakodie is an end-time season firebrand prophet and an evangelist with a unique preaching ministry, anchored on prayer. He teaches and prophesies the word of God with signs and wonders. And now, Prophet Nanase Opokusakodie. How important is faith? I just started by telling you that the Bible said the just shall live by faith. Look at your neighbor and say the just shall live by faith. It has appeared four times in the Bible. One of the scriptures in the Bible that God repeated it verbatim. It was started as a prophetic word in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. God spoke a word. Now, if you look at the epistles of Paul, almost all the epistles are centered on. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse number 4. Behold, his soul which is not upright is lifted up in him, but the just shall live by his own faith. That is why there is come a time when we pray for you, you don't get here. That is why a time comes when we pray for you, don't get delivered. That is why a time comes when we lay hands on you, nothing happens. Because at that time, God is not demanding my faith for your breakthrough. He's not accepting my faith for your blessing. Because the just shall live by his own faith. So there comes a time, there is no substitute for your personal input. God will not accept it. Now hear this. Anytime you see people pray, 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 great man of God, great man of God, lay hands on you, nothing is changing. It means that God is demanding your own faith. And it's not a mystery. God only didn't tell us to get faith. He showed us how to get it. He didn't just tell us, go and find out and dig in the mining. He showed us that you must live by faith. And he tell us the process and the way to get it. It comes by hearing. So if faith is not there, it can come. One of the mysteries I love about faith is that you can have doubt yesterday and have faith today. You can have doubt today and have faith tomorrow. Because some of the matriarchs and the patriarchs of faith, they were doubting. If Abraham was not doubting, would he have slept with Hagar? If Sarah believed, Sarah wouldn't have laughed when God said you are going to have a child. So at the time God was speaking, this way, they were doubting. But after they doubt, they pick up faith. So when you go to Hebrews chapter 11, you read from verse number 10 and 11, go to verse 11, you realize that the Sarah that laughed, that God said, why are you laughing? You don't believe what I said? 
The same Bible said, through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. It means that I doubted yesterday, but today I've picked faith. So we are not talking about your faithless life yesterday. We are not talking about your faithless life last year. We are talking about that, the fact that how are you prepared to pick faith tomorrow? Have you seen anybody who wants to be born again come to church and Jesus say, go and come tomorrow? Have you seen it? So that means the day you believe is the day God show up. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get what I said. The day you believe, that is why I told you that. <laughs> it's theologically debatable. But if your faith says yes, God finds it difficult to say no. Yeah. I can prove it to you several times in the Bible. In the book of Luke chapter 18 and verse number 1, Jesus came and speak a parable and said that men ought always to pray and never give up. Some translations say, and never lose heart. Some say, and never be discouraged. But the King James says, men ought always to pray and never faint. So then he started speaking a parable. Remember it's a parable. He talks about a judge who does not fear God nor regard man. And then a widow came to him and he said, give me justice or avenge me of my adversary. And the judge will not do that because don't forget he doesn't fear God or regard man. And definitely if somebody doesn't fear God, who is a man? But then the widow was having one spirit and one quality and one virtue called persistence. So it means that the judge will come to his chamber the first day. By the time he go to the door, the widow is sitting there avenging me of my adversary. Get away from here. I don't want to see you again. By the time he goes to court and is coming, stepping out of the court, the widow will meet her with him, avenging me of my adversary. He's going to his home, maybe living regiment there. By the time he's entering the gate, pam, 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 avenge me. So the man said, no. I don't fear God or regard because the way this widow is bothering me persistently, I must give her justice. Not because I don't want to give, not because I really don't want to give, but because of her persistence. Watch this. So Jesus was giving us a parable of the place of persistency in your quest for looking for something from God. So in the kingdom, winners never quit. And quitters, if you want to quit, you cannot win. So sometimes persistency is in equation to get what you are looking for. Because when God delays, he has no deny. Now one day I, I had opportunity to ask him, why do you delay before sometimes you bring the blessing? He said, the more I delay, the more I get the glory. Oh, watch this. It means that if this girl married tomorrow or next week or next month, and by the time he finishes, where they go to honeymoon and come and is pregnant, praise God, we all celebrate. But God doesn't get groaning like somebody who has married for 25 years. Yeah. And the person has conceived. It brings the whole kingdom into a standstill. It silences the devil, silences all mockers, and God's name is glorified. So hear this. I can submit to you that what you are going through is not just a matter of you suffering. God wants to get glory. And why me? I'm glad you asked. You are the one you chose. And why is it that I'm the one that he's going to choose? Let me, let me use a scripture to support that. Go to Jeremiah chapter 18. Let's read from verse number one. Give me the New Living Translation. The Lord gave another message to Prophet Anasseh. He said, Go down to the porter's shop. And I will speak to you there based on what you are going to see. The King James said that go to the potter's house. 
But this one, he said, the porter is having a shop. Go there. I want to give you a message, but I want you to go there and you understand it when you went to the porter's place. Go down to the porter's shop and I will speak to you there. This is what I'm telling you that don't ask me a question why God chose you. Now watch this. Let's keep going. So I did as he told me and found the porter working on his way. So Jeremiah went to the porter's house and he saw the man was doing the pots. And when he went there, the guy was busy on his way. Now look at something here. Wow. Uh, the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped. So he crashed it into another lamp of clay again and started over. It seems that when he put the jar on the spin, it's a clay. It did not come in the shape he wants. So he crashed the whole thing he had started. So there is a place God starts with you at a point you thought you were ending, he crashes you. <laughs> are you getting it? I don't know what you are going through today, but you are in a potter's hands. Now, we will come to the place and I show you that the pot does not decide for the potter how to make him. This is the problem with our generation. Pot are speaking to potters. I don't like the shape you have making me. That is our attitude with God. So the God who knows your future is bringing you a man, but you don't love him. Because you are a pot that is trying to tell the potter how to shape you. This come to the place of some oh Jesus. I wish you, I wish I wish your heart to be open for what I'm preaching. If you can get this message, all your sleepless nights, all your trouble, jealousy, enviness, all your bite biting, it will cease at once. As the pot is in the hands of the potter, so are you in the hands of God. So, stop telling God, make me slim like this one. Yeah, some of you, God naturally didn't make you slim. You are forcing to be slim. To the people go and withdraw all the fat and God will bring it back. Let's read the scripture. I don't have time. But the jar he was making did not turn out as he wanted. So what happened? He crashed it into a lamp. Then the Lord gave him this message. Let's hear what God said. Oh, Porterians, can I not do to you as the potter has done to the clay? Don't forget that the, the prophet must go to the potter's house to learn. Because the only way I can get the message to you is to give you a practical demonstration of what is happening. And so go there because what you see cannot leave your mind. I am surprised about the men I'm bringing to you to marry that you don't love them. I'm surprised about the business partner connected to you that you have rejected. Because you are a pot demanding your shape. is a reason for divorce in our generation separation in our generation 
sleepless night. Ah! And don't deceive yourself to think that because they are coming to church, they are not divorced. They divorced long time. They are only afraid of what people will say. So they are not married couples, they are roommates. No love, no submission. The cycle of love and submission is broken. Everybody has become a murderer in their mind. The wife wishes the husband is dead. The husband wishes their heart is dead. They are not telling you, but that is their prayer. Because if you die and I marry somebody, then I was not the cause. But in my heart. And no wonder the Bible said, the heart of man is desperately wicked. And that's why I told you that, unfortunately, we judge physical sins. We will judge people for committing adultery. We will judge people for committing fornication. Thank God, God does not condone and cry for those things. But God will judge spiritual sins faster than physical sins. What's the difference? What are spiritual sins and what are physical sins? If you take a girl who is not your wife to your bedroom naked and sleep with her, it's physical sin. If you have a wife, you have a girlfriend, it's adultery, it's physical sin. But if you are living in unforgiveness, it's spiritual sin. Because that kind of sin, nobody can see it is in the heart. So there are people in this room, they are not committing physical sin, but spiritual. If you are so somebody God is blessing, spiritual sin. That is why the Bible says, anyone who hates his brother is a murderer. You are not killing with a gun. You are not killing like Putin, but you are killing with your imagination. Because if you hate me, then you don't wish me well. I love what the man who was leading the song, God bless him, was talking about a Jamanu Mejai, Ray Mejai. But listen, listen, it means that you can only stop the Jaman when you come to the hands of the porter. That's all. That, that's just a difference. Because then, as a raw material as you are, I have a video, if the media house had it. One day, God took me to the porter's house. And when I went there, this is the video. This is what the message I wanted to preach. So I was there one day and I told them to find me where they do the pot. That is a time when I was going to name this place the potter's house. But I needed to go there. The raw material of clay. That is what is there. And the man is just using his hand to shape in the thing. Now it will move from one state to the other. Look at the round, round, round thing over there. At the corner there that they, they brought. So he took the play raw. Look at the way he's scared. So they mass it. They use their leg. And then they start they are rolling it. And they are walking around. All this is the way we are in the hands of God. This is how we are. So God, God will hit you on the ground. Sometimes he will carry you. Now you are going to go to the spin. He's packing it there. Now he's going to put you on the spin and start shaping you. So you don't become a complete material because you get born again for two weeks. You can't become a finished product because you become born again. You can't become a finished product because you marry for five years. You can marry for 15 years before you know the partner you have married. Because until you see people the way God sees them, your definition about them will be wrong. Oh, Jesus, I'm preaching.
I was at the potter's house and I was asking questions. And, and in the questions, if they drink it, so here they are crushing the clay in another machine. There are times you see yourself crashing in the room, God is crashing, He's extracting the pride, the stubborn heartedness, the arrogance. The strong willpower. God is just pushing you. And now, he is coming to shape you. So today, you look like you are a nice pot. That is painted. Even at this time, it's so not the completion of the work. So where you are sitting, God has not finished with you. Running away to where? Somebody, every shape that has happened there is in the imagination of the potter. The pots and the clay has no voice inside. Stop trying to tell God to shape you the way you like. There is something they told me when I was there. They said that I said I like this particular shape, but they told me it doesn't say. So some kind of way you want God to make you, there will be no price tag on you. This is the problem. You'll be valueless. It doesn't impact his territory. It doesn't take dominion. Journey to the potter's house. If I have one day, I will let them edit it and I'll take it from one step to the other. How they start with the clay. They bring the best clay from the central region. So when I asked him to do some pot for me, he said, well, if you want the best clay, then go to central region. Oh, you mean not every clay? He said, no, 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 no. The best clay to do the pot and for it to last, we must go to central region. Wow! We took a truck and went to central region. Brought the clay there. Put it in an open. Of machines that crash it. And I said, I like this one. He said, even the few ones we did here, nobody's buying it. It does not sell. And he began to give me the reason why people don't buy it. Because people want value for their money. So the way you are trying to ask God to shape you, You'll be costless and you'll be valueless because only the potter knows how he will make the pot for the pot to sell. It's not just shaping it, there is an accuracy there, there are measurements, uh, tapes, putting it and making sure everything is done and making sure the diameters are right. Because you didn't allow God to shape you well. I'm not talking about your physical shape, I'm talking about your spiritual. So don't go and look at your chick and say, That's what I'm talking about. 
Jesus told them, I'm speaking spiritual things to you and we're taking it carnal. This is the problem in the church. Everybody wants to be a master of their own. Nobody wants to be under spiritual authority. Everybody wanted to do whatever they like. The church is trading a commodity. If I come to this church and you misbehave, I'll go to another church. And that's where you are making a mistake. Cassava don't survive in every soil. Now hear this. Hear this. The most dangerous thing you can put, you can do to yourself is to uproot yourself from where God planted you. One day I went to Israel. I brought some seeds there to come and plant. And when I brought it, they died. So I went to the kibbutz and I asked one of the guys, he said, do you know what? You need to take about three sacks of the sun in Israel. When you dig your hole, put those sacks inside. Give the tree time to adjust to the Ghana soil. But growing through the Israeli soil. And this is why he told me that shocked me. He said, we were not supposed to plant plantains here for you to work. We came to study how to plant plantains from Ghana. So we have to kind of program the soil to look scientifically like the Ghanaian soil. So we brought soils and shipped them from Ghana. And we managed to produce soils that look at the one in Ghana. That is why we have the plantains. So, until you allow God to shape in you, so many things will not work. There's a reason your marriage will not work. You are not in the hands of the porter. There's a reason why your character is not changing. There is a reason why you have a wrong attitude. There is a reason why you keep saying me the sign of a tear. God has to leave you alone. Because as the clay is in the hands of the potter, so are you in my hands. The question this morning is that, are you in God's hands? And this is a dangerous thing. If you are not in God's hands and you are in some other hand, I'm not too sure which hands you are. Listen to me. Hmm. I asked one of the guys doing the portrait, how many years have you learned this thing? They put it in their hand, the thing is spinning, and their hand is shaping. Sometimes they pull the thing and it's coming out. He said, I was an apprentice for 18 years. Wow. I was shocked. And after that, you can see the man's age. So, subtract the apprentice. You can see. One of them says, I've been in this business for 45 years. The problem is that you have put your life in the hands of somebody who is not experienced in shaping you. If you go and put me there to shape the thing, by the time I finish, you know that I'm shaping it. They even asked me to try something. I couldn't even know how to handle it. 
I didn't do it. Because I cannot try to do in a day what somebody has learned for 18 years. I pray your heart will not close. Amen. I pray that your heart will be open for what I'm teaching. Amen. That round clay that they brought, that was flat on the ground. It's not coming up like a form of a bucket. It's in the wheel. The thing is spinning. So sometimes God spin you until you are this. One day I'll preach it. Look at the shapes. Different shapes. Why do you want to be like my shape? one there is a flower we plant inside called orchids so they cut it side and make sure that it will seal to the flower what God wants to plant in you can you seal it oh my goodness this is where all our problems are nobody wants to be an authority Husband, love your wife. Wife, submit to your husband. Then you are paying energy the same pay. So when the spiritual law is broken, the natural laws don't work. It doesn't work. It does not work. We are preaching faith. People don't understand the message. They are talking. We have money. When I say faith is a currency, do you understand? So of you sit here, you have not picked the message I'm preaching. You have not picked it. So when you sit here, I to you is money. Because you don't understand. You have not picked the mercy. Do you know Jesus walked on this earth for 33 years never hold a money? He never hold a currency, but he met all his needs. Do you understand what we are preaching? Never! One day you wanted the money to show description. They said, should we pay tax to Caesar? He said, show me a penny. It means I say, have one. Whose superscription is on it? Say, Caesar, say, give that what is Caesar to Caesar. Takes 20,000 people to a crusade. His associate pastor said, even if you go to Bank of Ghana, can we get money to feed these people? And without taking a pestle from the ATM and bank, they ate with fragment of... I mean, they just shall live by faith. The principle has not changed. Paul came to the system. He said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. It means our post mentor was Jesus Christ. He studied him from the gospel and imitated Who are you imitating? And because you don't live by faith, you are a thief. You are either living by the way God wants you to live or you are found your own crooked way to get right there. The faith life is a sound life. It brings you to godliness with contentment. You are satisfied with what God has given you. Trusting him to move you to the next level. It's, it's, it's an immunity to jealousy and enviness. There is nothing anybody has that my eye is I. I am free from enviness and jealousy. 
I celebrate God for what you have, but I am content with what God has given to me. I married my wife in a single bedroom. One day I was sleeping and all, all kinds of things. Some of the things we call prosperity is disturbances. They give you something like a king's bed. Your wife is in Afghanistan, you are in Iraq. When we're sleeping in student beds, we're bumper to bumper, you don't struggle. All this prosperity thing, trouble. Sometimes you have to roll three times before you touch somebody. Oh, I'll tell you, I know you are. There's nothing I'm preaching to hypocrites who doesn't want to hear the truth. But that, that, that when we're sleeping in a student bed, where are you rolling to? When you roll, you fall down. So the things who are chasing now now chase you because they are very close. They are not deliver us from all these things. I was talking to a man in America and he told me something so awful. Most of our sickness is so-called fridges we have. He said when we were in the village we were drinking cold water and not chilled water. So the cool and it's sick on how baby are. Your name so now you cool. Now the music I create pumu. Now we're numb. Then you are fine. Today we have all kinds of things. There are food in your fridge. It's been there for six months. And cook of food. My grandmother died at the age of 100 plus. My, grand nev- my grandmother never eat food come- taken from the fridge. When we do soup, in the evening, the morning when they use it from Bessie, I never see them keep a soup in the fridge. Every day they must cook. Today we have prospect. We have prospered. We have, do you know this coronavirus say that it never affected those in the village? No. My mother came here, he was not wearing masks. I saw him say, Big Rada. I was shocked. You give us me here, me to me for me. Where they are, they don't even wear masks. The, the, I told him I buy a mask for him. The, the, the box. I said, How much is that? First, can I mean, if I'm going to my day? Yeah, fine. Now today, fear is making people sit in a conditioned car with all the grass, wearing masks. Fear. So now coronavirus can go through glass and come inside the car. They are sitting in cars, roll their condition and mark. They are driving. Fear. That is where it can take me. And the villagers, the, 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 the Afarifu in Cape Coast and Edina, they said, Dami Yaridi, or Yeskafu Wanyare. So-called prosperity. Killing us for nothing. Hallelujah. You don't want me to talk about it. I'm telling you, I was thinking about it. I was thinking. My greatest regret was whoever deceived me to get a, a king-size bed. I said, it's a lot of problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. Bible says, I want the way I waited in the name of prosperity. King size bed, queen size bed, all kinds of kings. These Chinese people have imported all kinds of things into our country. And our carpenters were doing that, but they don't do king size. And my husband doesn't touch. Maybe I would do better than I touch you. Maybe I would. 
So people's bed are this auditorium. When can the man live here and come to the public? In the name of we are prospered, we are that there is no affection. We don't have affection. We don't have romance. I was reading something in the play. They say even children, when they come in contact with their mother, something affects them. Say I call Danny Mameso. Say Uni ni badana who can be keke. Nini na esayare. Because of the hypocrisy, you don't want to hear the truth. But I me, mean, I don't care. I'll tell you the truth. That's there. Now listen. To even get it worse, there are some who have built eight bedroom house, and the man has his own bedroom from the different bedroom. How can we be compatible? There are couples in this room; they don't sleep in the same bed. There was a case I sent past Albert. When I came, I picked something. I saw something. They are in church. They sleep in different rooms. So I called them and say, when you want to move, how do you move? What did he say? He said, I call. Hey. <laughs> oh, say, hey. Now, what are we talking about? Hey. 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 So people are, don't deceive yourself that because they are married six years, they are compatible. They don't know each other. No. They don't know each other. No. They don't know each other. Who the hell are you All these things in the name of prosperity. Yeah? I was telling you, when I was living with my wife, early stage of the marriage, I thank God. You see, well, let me tell you this. Keep quiet and listen to this one. Keep quiet. Keep quiet. Keep quiet and listen to this one. I realized that my compatibility in the marriage started when we were in the single room. There is nothing like, there is no occasion to go to another room. Everything is done in the room, including cooking, including cooking in the room. You see, you want to start from a certain level, but it will weaken something in your life. Because the reason why most of us are struggling is that the foundation is not correct. Do you know Abraham and Sarah, they live in a tent? So most of the things we call prosperity, no wonder God, Jesus said, a man's life does not depend on the abundance of the things he possesses. Just want to square point this, I have eight bedroom house. That means that when we marry, if me and my wife fight, there's no other room for her to go and see. It's the same room you have to see. I rather say King's bed. Oh, yes, please. Okay. And I'm a Jerusalem because I'm prayer room. We bump and I'm saying, Rade. And then my friend of prosperity, prosperity is going against us. You go and build some kitchen. Who's been coming? So if you went to Jabin, could you buy force? But that is the food that will give you strength. They will give you some name, state of the art. State of what? When we were coming from, these are the things that they used to raise us. Then we can't. Our children are killing, buying a, a beggar king. Where are you doing Look at 
That is food. Nobody knows what they do. Nobody knows them. Go, go, food. And, 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 and some of you in the name of prosperity, you cannot tell me because I announce what you be. At the age of 50 something, you are eating fried rice. You, you just want to fail. I go, so who the fries? Say, who? We are sick, and then we are troubled, and then we are all kinds of things. Yeah. May the Lord renew our minds. So. Yeah. Yes. Do you know something, Brody? When I went to America, I saw that the free range, the, the, the chicken and the goat, they call it organic. And it's expensive. Yeah. But we don't like it. So it's expensive to get it in America. Because there are no chemicals in the food. Today everything is fertilizer. You can't you can squeeze watermelon and put it down without segregation. Even do light soup, there will be segregation. It's not that you don't know how to cook or all the ingredients, the onion, the gardeners, everything you use is fertilizer. There is full. One of our cows here died. He was sick. I said, before the cow died, let's kill it. At least. But you see, the veterinary told me something. He said, I don't think it's advice. Well, he said, the kind of injections I give to the cow, even if you have to eat it, it must stay after one month. But when you go to Gawe Gawe and Abatua, would they tell you that? Oh, Jesus, Lord, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on us. And he told me that some of the things we give to them, it can produce cancerous kind of things in human beings. Because already their meat is polluted. Because the chemical will stay in their system. And that is why this house, I try to train you with fasting. So that you can fast things out of your system. You can't, you, you can't be afraid of fasting 14 days, 7 days dry, even if you have taken a vaccine. The fasting has power to neutralize everything. That is there. Because the word on fasting is a man shall not live by bread alone. So the benefit of fasting is not because you are struggling. All the weakness you are feeling and the, and the, and the bitter mouth is an elimination. It's things store up in your system that the fasting is clearing out. And let me tell you something. If you are running away from the spirit of and the ministry of fasting this generation, you are gradually digging your grave. Because some of the sicknesses, <laughs> they will play games around you and not even tell you why, what is wrong with you. We are coming to the generation that if you want to can deliver natural, they will tell you we have to cut you. Because the more they cut, the more they make money. One of my daughters in America told them, he said, my father prayed for me that I would deliver normal. I will not accept it. Okay, if anything happened to you, I won't sign, I won't sign anything. But I will deliver. By the time the doctor came, he has delivered. So a time is coming, you have to put your feet on the ground. I have to teach you that you understand what I call the formula for failure. It means that if you fail, failure has a formula. So if you apply that formula, it's leading you to failure. Thank you, sir. One of the greatest things God has taught me. 
So there is a path you walk. God knows that you won't make it. Learn the principles of how to live here. Manage what God has given to you. It means that if you have money in the bank and the money is around 600,000, it was a value and it was heavy money last year, but now, based on the exchange rate, it's nothing. So the only one that put value on what you have is God. So girls, we cannot detach from God and make it all. Our I don't try. It will not work. Two cannot work except they be in agreement. Don't go and drag an unbeliever here to prove a point that you have money. You have applied a formula for failure. Now listen, don't try to impress anybody because people are not impressed. Don't try to do anything just to please people that also shall rank. This thing is more than wearing rank. You will marry television. And you'll be waiting for your husband 1 a.m. before you say papa. So don't try to prove a point. Listen, you will never know the value of the single wood and the sound mind and the freedom you have until you compromise it to a wolf in a sheepskin. So stay there and enjoy yourself. The real quite practice are you have come to park your car, you have drove to your house, and you are singing like this and you are enjoying that single hood life where you are preparing to meet the right guy. If you compromise it and apply the wrong formula. Somebody married a lady here, did engagement and ran to America. They were talking on the phone. Oh, I will work on it. The last time the lady heard it, she has married with three children there. Wasted the lady's life in Ghana for nine and a half years. This is the sad thing. At the time the lady put his life together, he was 49. So, that life, that life, the life of singlehood. Some of you have married. Instead of studying to reinforce the marriage, you are trying to find a way out and fight for your selfishness. And try to prove a point. Who has given you a trophy for winning argument with your husband? <laughs> Who gave you an award? It's lack of knowledge and ignorance. Submission is not working. Love is not working. Because you can't love your wife by emotion. You have loved her by faith. Yeah. What do you mean by loving my wife? But because God said love her. Mm. So husband, what love your wife? It's not a suggestion. It's a command. So what is faith? It's an expression of confidence in God and his word. I am doing it because God said I should do it. No. Uh My salary is bigger than you, but you are my head. So I am coming to you with the suggestions that, okay, honey, I have the right to defend myself, but because you are my head, I'm keeping quiet. If I said anything that offend you, please forgive me. You are not doing that because you are weak. You are doing that because you are mature. And you want to sustain a peaceful home. Because peace is a necessity for a sound life that attracts prosperity. Peace. Yeah. 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 Many years ago, the Lord told me something. He said, 
Build a home in a way you like it that you will not love to stay outside. It means a fear with you. Between you, your wife, and your children, create an atmosphere that if you want to travel, you mix there. If you go anywhere and you don't feel like coming home, your atmosphere is not correct. And these are the things you are teaching you don't want to take. When we finish teaching you the word of God, then you go home and watch a brother. Kantanka or something. And that is where you are getting your advice from. Anybody that cannot embrace the Bible solution for their problem, they are going nowhere. What is the conclusion of the matter? Next week I will take you to conscience. Marriage is not for selfish people. No. It's not for me, 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 me. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You compromise. So when you hear people have married for 50 years, it's not 50 years of roses, 50 years of forgiveness, 50 years of compromise, 50 years of overlooking, 50 years of praying, 50 years of forgiving, 50 years of forgetting, 50 years of behaving as if it never happened. And that is what brings us to the place when we are being celebrated. So, girls, it's not 50 years of air. It doesn't make me happy. Nobody is happy. Nobody can make you happy. It's not in the Bible that somebody should make you happy. Make yourself happy. And you can't give what you don't have. Are you getting what I'm talking about? If somebody is an administrator, he was not born an administrator. He went to school to study. If somebody is a lawyer, he's not born a lawyer. He went to school to study. Anything you don't know in a kingdom, you must study to know. So listen, the way you give is as a result of the level of your knowledge. And you that you can't become born again and serve God in your bedroom. When we come to church like this, more things happen that we have closed church. There's a spiritual connection of rubbing, impartation, iron sharpening iron, connecting something from other people, tapping to somebody's anointing, he tapping into your own. So forsake not the assemblies of your gathering. So when we come to church, the Bible says they grow from strength to strength. Those who appear before the Lord in Zion. So when they come to church, certain strength. So in the presence of God, your weakness dies. Then God begins to activate strength in the inside of you. So don't take it for granted. The ability to come to church and have fellowship with others. So come and learn the principle. If it has worked for me, to work for you. And it's working. I'm telling you, it's working. It's working. So I want to teach you. I want to teach you. It's working. I am, I am, I'm not just giving, I'm growing in giving. And as I grow in giving, I see God bringing the returns. You can be stagnant in it. And God help us. If you don't pick the knowledge, the devil is hitting the system. If there is any institution the devil fears on earth, it's the church. Because it is the only institution that the gate of hell cannot prevail. He's not afraid of any government. He's not afraid of any institution. He's only afraid of the church. Only the church can silence him. Yeah. Only Christian can lift his hand, their hand together and his plans are distorted. Yeah. Only Christian can send confusion to the camp of the enemy. Yeah. And if you are not part, you better get ready to be fully immersed in the church. Yeah. Lift up your two hands. Thank you, Jesus. Open your mouth. 
pray and ask God, my God. to increase your spiritual capacity for his way. Lift up your voice and pray, Lord. Increase my spiritual capacity for appetite for your way. Increase my spiritual capacity. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. I release a blessing. Amen. I declare that the word of God will have a place in your heart. Yes, Lord. I pray that you will not only be a hearer of the word, receive grace to be a doer of the word. I receive. Be delivered from deceiving yourself. Yes, Lord. May you come to the place of reality Amen. and understand the times and seasons. Amen. And the children of Issachar, who are, were in command of their brethren, they understand the times and the seasons. Because of that, they were in command. Yes. May none of us be ignorant about the season that we are in. Amen. May the Lord open our spiritual eyes. May you enter the realm of what I call advanced knowledge. Amen. May an insight brings you foresight amen and may foresight take you to the realm of oversight amen may you soar like an eagle and see father amen. from today let it not be by your strength may grace take over amen. i say may grace take over amen receive the wisdom never to make foolish decisions in life again the next decision you make may it advance your life seven times forward. Amen. May the Lord jealously preserve you. Yes. May the Lord sustain you. Amen. May the Lord keep you. Amen. And put yourself in a position in a life that pleases Him. Amen. May you never do anything that grieves the Holy Spirit. Amen. I bless you. Yes, Lord. And I pray for you that between now and the time we start the program on Wednesday. May the Lord give you a testimony. Amen. This year, may no week pass by without a testimony in your mouth. Amen. May you not, may you not walk contrary to the way God wants you to live. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the message. For further inquiries, contact Veld Prayer Center, P.O. Box, GP21421, Accra. Telephone, plus 233-274-009933 or plus 233-242-472655. Email us on info at portercity.com or visit our website, www.portercity.com. Location, Plot 16, Mutual Road, Pram Pram, Greater Accra, Ghana.